Welcome to another episode of Just One Fern. Uh, if you just caught that real quick, Lucas has got a really nice fancy mug. Look at that. Our nice logo on there. And actually, this is a perfect time to actually start talking about this because mm-hmm. tomorrow we pick the winner for our t-shirt contest. Uh, tomorrow we pick the winner. And once we pick the winner, we will win. then be posting. They win. You're right. We will then be posting about our other products that you can buy with our logo on it. So there's mm-hmm. going to be shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, sweatshirts, cups, mugs. Um, it's going to be all online and re- through Redbubble. Uh, mm. So I'll post all those links and you'll be able to get stuff through there. Um, I recommend the mug. The mug is nice. The shirt is also nice. Uh, I don't have it right now because I have to wash it. Because, um, you know, it has that... When you get a fresh shirt from, like, the mail... You know how like it has that yeah. plastic bag stench to it. You know uh-huh. you gotta wash it. So I'm gonna wash that. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely gonna wear it next episode because. Okay, so I'll have my mug. Uh, I'm gonna try. We'll to be have matching. Time. It'll be great. Yeah. So I I'm just gonna jump right into stuff because Lucas, this has been the most insane. It's only it's only Thursday, right? So I guess it's almost been a full week, but it's been an insane yeah. week. It's been weird. It's been a little stressful and a little painful. So. <clears throat> Uh, I guess I'll start with Monday. So on Monday, I had to go to the DMV because I had to get my Tennessee license. Because when you move somewhere, you have to get a new license. I hate it, but it's something you have to do. Uh, So, and this is just something that I I rarely have to deal with because I forget sometimes how tall I am. Like you are tall. I'm very tall. Six two. I'm six three. Six three. And which is which is very tall, and I forget that. So I'm at the DMV. I'm at the counter. I'm giving her all my materials. Which, by the way. I'm so shocked that I didn't have to leave and go get a different form. Like you I had to do the whole thing in one shot. Yeah, I had everything wow. ready, and I was shocked. I because I walked up and I was like, "Oh, there's I know for a fact they're gonna tell me, oh, you don't have this form or you don't have this thing that we need to give you your license.'" And I'd have to go back to my apartment and then come mm-hmm. back and re, you know do the whole thing over again. But I didn't have to do that. I finished everything. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we gotta take your picture. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I stand back. They take the photo. And the lady at the counter's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, we, ju- we took the picture, but it's just of your chest. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, uh, you're too tall for the camera, so you have to squat down. No. So I had to Did squat. You? Yeah, I squat down for my picture. And Lucas, there's like 40 people behind me sitting in chairs. They all got a, an amazing show. They, <laughs> they were not prepared for my sorority squat. It was on point. It was on point. It was amazing. Did you make a face? Did you make the yeah, face? Yeah, a squirty face? Yeah. <laughs> That's or that. exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, there's that one too. No, those are for the people that aren't squatting. The squatters are like... Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, no, squat down. And they're always holding up. It's just been somebody's birthday. And yeah. they're always holding up like the numbers in the yep, gold. The, the big blow up numbers. And, yep. and then their, uh, their sorority letters are always like really, really horrible paper cutouts. <laughs> like... I, they went to the dollar store and got like poster board and that's what they made them out of. Dude, that's where you get it from. Come to find out. Uh, for my birthday, my girlfriend got me those letters, like the numbers. Yeah. Because um, I think that's just what girls do. I don't know. Is it just a thing that they assume I, that I, I, the guys <laughs> do it too? I I think so because she got it for me and I really, it was really nice. She like that created my whole room and everything. and It was awesome. Um, but I'm like... Where do you? I had to ask her. Where do you get those? I've never yeah. seen them anywhere, and they're in every picture on Instagram. That's so. And uh, she's like, "Yeah, just the dollar store." Wow. 
It's so simple. I mean, I wouldn't know. So, so what happened? So what? You're squatting. You're. I'm squatting. You look like I, you're trying to hold in a shit. And exactly. And this is what really made me mad. So they tell mm. you, look at the blue dot. The blue dot is underneath the lens of the camera. So your photo, you're not even looking in the camera. You're looking down. And I was Why? like, this makes no sense. So I'm already too tall. And I'm like looking down. My picture's horrible. It's absolutely terrible. I feel like it's a rite of passage. You have to have a terrible photo <laughs> for your driver's license. But I was like, I feel like they're doing this on purpose. <laughs> like, I feel like I could have looked. I feel like I looked decent. But then I had the sorority squat and I had to look down. You look at the blue light, dude. It's state mandate that you look bad. That's yeah. the, that's the rule. Which because you know, if and I think that's the thing is they had to make me look bad because like I pe- people from Tennessee are just automatically look bad. So like I feel like I I, so I did this in. the best. Yeah. No, I don't fit in. I, they had to make me fit in. <laughs> How dare you? You had to fit down. You had hey, to sit on it and twist away, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, li- hey, listen. Not my monkey. Not, not my, my circus. circus. So I'm not going to get into it. Is this our throwback episode? Are we just yeah. tossing back to our old episodes? Thirsty um, Thursday. But Lucas, let me tell you about the painful thing that happened to me. Because I think mm-hmm. I actually, I told you briefly about it. I said this happened to me, but I didn't tell you anything about it. This is still the DMV? No, no. This is on Tuesday. So I'm in okay. a soccer league, okay? And we've talked about this oh, briefly. Yeah. Uh, to put it in a way that will not make our listeners too grossed out, I no longer have a big toenail. <laughs> <laughs> My toe is just skin. My toe is just skin. Is it like gone, gone? Um, like all right, so not now, no, it's not all gone. It's started to grow back, but it's <laughs> it's base. mostly gone. <laughs> is it like you have like gone. a tiny little tiny toenail? Yes, yep. The base of it. Yep. Is it sensitive to the touch? Yeah. Well, the thing is, the skin hardens where the nail should be. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Very gross. It's very. Oh, gross. I was imagining it would be like still sensitive. Like you know the episode of SpongeBob where Mr. Krabs loses his shell. Yes. No, I don't because I didn't gross, watch my meaty. Oh, that's right. That's right. You, I was uh, just gonna. I was just gonna say yes suck. to get out of the fucking conversation. <laughs> I was just gonna let you You've go and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I, for, I always forget. Yeah, you're the Disney kid. But we talked about this. But do you, do you? You must say yes sometimes when you don't want to talk about it. Oh yeah, all You've the time. A lot. All the time. People. Are, oh, remember that episode so much? I'm like, oh yeah. That's just the funniest thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Do you play? I love that, that yellow much? guy. Was it the yellow guy? Or was it the pink guy? Which one was it? You tell me. <laughs> no, I don't. It, it happens quite often because I'm a rare person that hasn't seen that. Yeah, show. You're one of the few. One of the few. But, uh, but your toenail. But yeah, my toenail. Uh, <laughs> so I was in the soccer game and I didn't feel it happen. Uh, the thing is, in November, what? I originally hurt my toe. So I hurt my toe and the nail was a little bit fucked up, but I said to myself, it's fine. It'll just grow out and then I'll cut it and then it will be a normal nail again. I was mm-hmm. very wrong. So it's been injured for quite a while, but it didn't, it didn't hurt at all. So it's November. So to, yeah, on Tuesday, I was playing in the game and I must have like went to kick the, I had a great game, by the way, I scored two goals. Fucking awesome. And hey, I got so I, I got kicked in the foot. Like my foot met someone else's foot, right? And oh. I was like, man, I was like, God, that hurts. And then I still played the rest of the game. And I I got off, I drove home, like, God, my foot hurts, but like I don't know what's happening. Like I'm I'm very confused. And when I took off my sock, it started to come off with my sock. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> did, did the whole thing come off with it, or did it like get no, like pulled? No. Like, like I don't want to. I don't want to get too gross because I don't know how squeamish our. I guess I'll just be like, all right, warning now. I'm gonna say some gross stuff. Skip past a Skip little like bit. Skip like two minutes. I don't know. Skip a, a little bit past this because you're gonna be grossed out. It was hanging on by a thread. Like like a thread thread? It was my my toenail was hanging on still to my toe, but it was mostly ripped off. Like if you shook so your I had toe, to, it I would had flap to keep about. it. I had to keep it on there for the night because it was it was like eleven o'clock at night. And I had to wrap my toe and I just went to bed, couldn't really sleep. I got up, had to soak my foot. Actually, this was after 7 a.m. I drive to CVS and <laughs> grab a bunch of like bandages and shit because I don't have any. <laughs> soak my foot in the tub and then I had to pull it off. Uh, and it was horrible. Did it hurt? Did it hurt to pull Pulling it? Pulling it off was really bad. But then afterward, it didn't hurt. Like it didn't hurt the rest of the day as bad as I thought it would. Okay. Like right now, I can barely feel it because I mean, I have it wrapped, but. Like, I, I barely notice it during the day, which is good. What'd you do with the nail? I just threw it out. put it in a jar? Should I? I threw it out. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was gross. <laughs> I threw it right out. Uh, I can dig through my trash stink. right now, and I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, mail it to me. Put it in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how horrible of a prank would that be if I just sent it to a random address? They just get a <laughs> they just get a toenail in the mail. I would I think I'd puke if, if I, I opened a letter just as a fucking toenail. A bloody toenail. Oh. oh Aaron, I swear to God, if you mail me your toenail, I will I will tape it to the mug. <laughs> I'll send, I, I'm gonna send it to Max. I'm gonna send it to Max. <laughs> Just, Dude, he would never talk to you again. He would never, never talk, talk to me. To never, again. ever. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, it's, it's a disgusting <laughs> nail because the nail apparently has been dead for a while since I injured it in November. It's just been sitting uh, on my foot. And it just needed something out. to break it. <laughs> and that's exactly was, what happened. It was like, give, me, give me a reason. Come on. <laughs> give me one reason. Exactly, yeah. And I'm done. So, so that's basically what <sighs> I have been dealing with. In, like, I was, how, how many days ago? It was on Tuesday, so two days ago. Okay, so you're you're starting to come to terms. Yeah, I just, I'm just not gonna have a toenail for a while. It's gonna take a long time to grow back. You know, that happened to me once. It was months. Really? It was probably a year before it was normal again. When did what happened to you? I I um, went downstairs to get a ham out of the freezer. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you talking about a giant whole ham? I'm talking a whole ham the size of my head. <laughs> like a, a Christmas ham? Like a 10-pound ham. That, that's so <laughs> funny. Because in my mind, I thought, either way, this is hilarious. One, he's going to get a 10-pound ham. Or two, he's just going to get a slice of ham, and he says, a ham, instead of, I'm going to get a slice of ham. <laughs> that would be terrible. If I, said, if I called a slice of ham a ham... <laughs> You have permit you have permission to kill me or send yeah. me the toenail. You're out. I think I <laughs> That's gonna be my new thing. Just saying, hey, I'm gonna send you my toenail if you don't shut up. Like, uh, <laughs> so I should gross. keep it just for that. You should. But I so I open the freezer, I, and I'm looking down, and then I hear something. I look up, head level, the top shelf, mm -hmm. the ham falls out of the freezer. Yeah. I watch it. It falls down. It lands right on my toenail. 
Are you telling frozen. me that a hand? Oh, it's frozen. Okay, it's frozen. Yes, that's so, like think like that's like a a weight. Like yeah. imagine dropping like iron. Yeah, on your foot. Yep. Um, and a ten pound ham. That's big. I screamed and shook. I like <laughs> sh- shivering. <laughs> Oh my god. For like hours. Literally like I was like mom. Do you do you have anything to make this stop? Was this last year? Uh that could be last year uh, for like (laughs) for me. This is high school. Um Okay, so it wasn't when you it wasn't when you were bringing your laundry home from school? That wasn't when that was happening. (laughs) No. No. I'm sorry. Mom could help me then. Mom could not help my, sure. my ham toe. <laughs> she ham could toe not, was a she no-go. Had no, <laughs> she had no experience with the ham toe. <laughs> not many people do. Who does? Not I many do. people do. You do. Hey, if I ever have a ham, I'm going to say, hey, how did you get this out of the freezer? Because I don't want to hurt my toe again. You stand 10 but feet granted, back. If, it hit, my toe, to if it hit my toe right now, nothing to break. Dude, are you, your, your only layer of defense is gone. What yeah. do you, you really think that's going to go well? No, but I'm just saying it can't break the toenail if it's not there. Yeah, I... <laughs> it could ruin my whole toe. But yeah, if, dude, you nail, can break your skull if you get hit in the head without a skull on, but your brain gets damaged. That didn't make any sense. I really tried there. They really tried. I mean... It's really bad. You know what I'm trying to say. You know, I know what you're trying to say, but it's, it didn't work out. Well. It didn't work out. Sometimes I have really good analogies. Other times it's like such a stretch. Sometimes they they're really great. Sometimes they're 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 spot on. I think uh, it's like well outside the box. It's I mean you said earlier you were like not my monkey, not my circus. Like with all those sayings, do you remember when? uh, So we haven't actually released this episode because it was so insane. But we did it with our friends, and we just kept coming up with we would say random things as if they were sayings that like people knew. And I was Sean's were really good. I almost believed them. They're real. They were. Some of them are really good, but the thing is, with any joke like that, there gets to be a point when it's like, "All right, now this is just now this is just too much." I feel yeah, like no, you gotta we're pulling at strings here. Like I don't know, you gotta quit. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, any any ball worth its salt rolling down a hill will gain edges and cracks. Exactly, that's exactly what um what happened. Yeah, was that um was that Martin Luther Martin Luther that said that <laughs> Martin Luther uh, King Senior. I was just saying Martin Luther, like the English old, the old English uh, man. <laughs> Isn't that the guy? Isn't there yes. a guy? Yeah, he 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 nailed the the thing to the like to the, the door. Lutheran Church. The yeah, the Lutheran Church. Yeah. I'm talking about the father of <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> Two very very different people at different that time is, zones. I, believe it or not, um, Martin Luther just lived long enough into the <laughs> 60s, <laughs> in the 1960s. Um. <laughs> oh my lord okay so you know so we have a new sponsor right yeah we have a new sponsor um which i will be doing uh, my ad read later but yeah uh she does uh candles and playlists candles and playlists and correct um so i found out recently that she, and she went to fredonia with us which is on the other side of the state from albany yes she her father mm-hmm Went to school with my parents. Went to high school. Really? And they're good friends. No way. Yeah. Like, my dad's been to, like, concerts and stuff. Like, they grew up and, like, hung out. My dad said he's a, he's a close friend. Told me stories. 
That's insane. That's so apparently she's from around Albany. Like I, I actually think she is, yeah. Uh and I almost know her. That's crazy. And that's the, the first time I heard of her. I mean, I've seen her on campus. The first time I've heard of her was when you're like, oh, she's our sponsor. Yeah. Oh, that's and I strange. Just happen to, isn't that weird? That's so strange. Wow. I don't know. I don't know why or how, but. I mean, that's cool, though. What a, what a small world, cool. how that comes and around. And then my, my dad was telling me about it. And then he's like, hey, Jin, my mom. Hey, Jin, you remember, remember what, what's his name? And she's like, who? He's like, he's in your, like, you guys would hang out. You two would hang out. No. <laughs> Don't remember. <laughs> he's like, you guys were, like, close friends. <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, well, obviously, you, she knows who, I, it was just so funny. Was, she was so confident. But that like, she didn't I, know them? She, she's like. <laughs> Did she eventually give in? No. She still thinks she doesn't know. So how do you know it's true? Because he, my dad told me like three stories about this guy. Like, what if they your went, dad's trying to get you back for, what was it? When did you buy him that Popeye's chicken sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be it. He's trying to publicly embarrass me yeah. by telling, telling fake stories. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so maybe, maybe he is lying. Maybe my mom's telling the truth. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But um, either way, pretty great sponsor. Great in sponsor. my opinion. I got to buy one. You really do. You really do. Because they're I amazing. Spent, I spent all my money on our mugs. Uh, something I, I really want to... <laughs> you spent all your money. <laughs> that mug like $3. <laughs> it's, it's like $20. It's like $20. It was 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh, with shipping probably. Yeah, yeah with shipping. With shipping. Uh, <laughs> I just... I don't know why. Like, oh, all of my money went to this <laughs> mug. I mean, my whole paycheck, my, my two weeks. Oh, my Lord. Uh, I'm so living they, at home, and I can only afford. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, something I just wanted to really quickly touch on is uh, my fast food. Uh, no oh, yeah. fast food February ending. Uh, I, I got McDonald's on Monday. So it's the first time I'd had fast food since January. Um, How'd it go? And when, after I ate it, I felt like I was going to die. It was really bad. Like, I I ate it, and I sat there, and I was like, I don't feel like I can move. Like, I feel like my body is just stuck here. It was really bad. That's exactly what happened. And did you did you get to the toilet? No. Well, I don't want to talk about my poop right now. But, I mean, we always do. We are the number one secretion podcast. We are the so number one. <laughs> we are the number one secretion podcast. Uh but I mean that's that was later and that was actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. But the, I mean honestly the worst part was uh, after eating it I f- just felt horrible. And it, uh, yeah. it, it was so bad. I had granted I did have a lot. What'd you get? What'd you get? L- put l- list off your order. Um so I got chicken nuggets obviously. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. a Big Mac. And I got uh two cheeseburgers. It's a lot. It was a lot. Cuz I was you like had- I, had I told you, I said, four. I'm going to binge for a day. And that was my binge. Because after it, I literally couldn't do anything else. Couldn't That's eat. one meal, though. I ate that in one meal. You sat down and ate all of that. Correct. And I felt like I was dying. Which makes sense. That's a lot of food. That is a lot of food. But after it, I knew for a fact, I was like, well, there's no point in me having this again. So I'm going to be continuing it just because I feel like I want to and I feel healthier. 
So I hope you do. I the thing about it is you forget really quickly how bad that makes you feel. Yeah. I don't right. know why. But I it's addiction. I have a feel <laughs> That's how it is. I have a feeling that two weeks you're gonna be like, Lucas, I broke. I did it. Well, here's the thing. It's not that's it's not a challenge anymore. I'm telling so myself can. if I do have it, then I do it, have it. But okay. I and I feel like that's honestly better because with the challenge, I'm like, God, I want it so bad. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, I didn't eat it. And then I had it and I was like, eh. And so now it's kind of like, all right, if I want it, then I'll get it. If not, then it's okay. I hope you don't. Me too. Because honestly, I mean, I saved a decent amount of money that I would have spent on fast food. Yeah. It's probably, it's honestly crazy how much they charge now. Like, you can do dollar menu stuff. Like, it's not that bad. But I've spent like $14 on a meal before. Why? Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. That is a, for McDonald's? For McDonald's, that's insane. No. No, 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 no. I could go, I could go to Harry McGruff's in in Syracuse, New York, and get oh the best my chicken, God. chicken fingers in the world. It's called Tully's. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It could be called any. Why do I have my pen? I don't know why I have <laughs> Why rude. would you? How dare you ruin Tully's name? How about, how do you slander their name by using a different name? through the mud. I talked to Harry- my friends about it, by the way, and they were like, oh, well, he just hasn't had it. Like, that's their Really? That's reaction. what they said? Yeah. My aunt. Fine. My aunt, fine. who lives down here, she is a vegetarian. Every time she comes home, she gets chicken tenders from Tully's. No. So she's not a vegetarian. But. No. She does. No, she doesn't. She does. You're, you're telling I'm me. Kidding. I'm not A kidding. devout vegetarian. Yes. Breaks Every for other chicken tenders. From Tully's, yes. I don't, I don't believe Lucas, you. Lucas, you're going to eat. I do not you're believe gonna, you. Ah, it's you're going to eat these tenders. <laughs> you're going to eat these tenders. Look into my eyes. You're going to eat these tenders. I don't want to look at them. You're going to eat these tenders. And you are going to immediately, immediately feel this happiness and joy come through your body. I would be not depressed if I had chicken tenders every day. Well, I'd be fat as hell, but I wouldn't be depressed because <laughs> I'd be eating the best food in the goddamn world. You you could preach about this. You I have, really could. You should go get your own little soapbox and I stand should. outside of your apartment. <laughs> I protest. We need Tully's down here ASAP. <laughs> I couldn't do that, though, because they have Nashville hot chicken here, and that's the shit. Like, people, people are probably, I know they definitely are, way more, like, Excited about Nashville hot chicken, like they're they back that like nobody's business. Whereas, like, you know, if I said, Hey, bring down Tully's, they'd be like, Uh, fuck you, no, <laughs> like, get that out of here. And we're gonna have some Nashville hot chicken tenders here. What are Nashville hot chicken tenders? It's like a specific type of spice that's like, I don't, it, it's like, uh, it's kind of a dry rub yeah. style type of thing, but also it's kind of a mix of a way. sauce, a sauce and a and a Your dry rub. With dry rubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just saying. You're, <laughs> you're like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm just like cranking through stories and you're just like, you keep batting me back down. You're like, I'm like walking <laughs> up with my story like, no, get back down. Like pushing me down the hill, king of hill. Not okay. 
Okay, Aaron, you want to tell a story? I won't. I won't push you down. You, no, you I've, got, I've. You have any more stories? I finished my stories for today. Actually, that's all. all right. That's all that's happened to me. All right, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I don't know why you're sorry. It is really. I want you. Really I want you to keep pushing me down. Good chicken tenders. I know that's the problem. That's the problem in your life. The lack of chicken tenders. You have not had. No, not the lack of chicken tenders, not the lack of your stupid Dairy Queen chicken tenders that you think are amazing, which are literally just like someone pooped them out. They they're are good. no, but they do come out of a poop chute. I had my friend tell me. That uh, yeah, like, they they literally squeeze them out of a tube into the fryer. Well, listen, I'm never getting those tenders again after saying you said that. <laughs> Disgusting. It's a, little, it's a little chicken sphincter. <laughs> chick, little chick, chicken cream sphincter. It's so bad. That's so gross. Jesus Christ. I think that... You know, Aaron... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I... No, I need to hear what you're going to say. I did go to McDonald's recently. Okay. After work. There's one right next to my work. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead. I know what you're saying. (laughs) I think I told you about this. You did. (laughs) This... We're the number one excretion podcast. (laughs) Number one excretion podcast. Um, You know... Everyone knows about the famous... There's a Popeye's chicken sandwich. There's a... uh, Gay haters, uh, chicken sandwich. What are they? What are, Chick-fil-A. What? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> chicken sandwich. Gay haters. I, I, this is the first thing it's that true. came to mind. It is true. Anyway, um, so obviously McDonald's is like, well, well, my, my chicken sandwich is... Um, so they put out a chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. uh, a new chicken sandwich, a crispy chicken sandwich, a spicy one, obviously. And I'm like, okay, you know, I like McDonald's. Um, I would make the argument that they may be the best restaurant in the world. So I'm gonna go get it. I got it, and I had a, I had some thoughts. So I left a review um, I, on on Google reviews. I don't do Yelp anymore. Not after. Okay. Um, and so I left. Not a review. after. Not after. What What was a bad experience you had on Yelp? <laughs> Aaron, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> Is this a story for another time? No, because there's no... I'm making it up. <laughs> oh. Uh, but... <laughs> so that's why you wouldn't believe me. Uh, so I left a review about this chicken sandwich, and I said... I, I put this on Google. I said, um, the new McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich. If you don't already know where the nearest bathroom is, this will make sure you do. <laughs> is, that the, is that the first thing I'll see when I search? I see your comment about if, that. Yeah, if you go to Pittsfield... <laughs> Pittsfield, Massachusetts, uh, <laughs> uh, McDonald's. Yeah, you will see. You will see my review. My, it's the, probably the most recent. Okay. Um, and I'm telling you, Aaron, I I haven't had poops like that <laughs> in months. In months, I've got yeah. I I've got my diet under control. My IBS is my bitch. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now. It all went down the poop chute. It all went down the drain. Yeah, literally. That's insane. Yeah, it was rough. So that's um, that's what happened to me last week. Well, I'm so sorry. I feel like we both had rough weeks. Then you had some rough yeah. bowel things, and I had yep. some I had some rough toenail things. And it's you know we're both going through hardships, and that's why we have this podcast so we can bring us together and we can talk about these things and have someone to share Enjoy. that moment with. You know, that was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, that I mean, oh, thank you. It's not bad. Uh, okay, right, so don't, don't let it go to your head. <laughs> all right, so we're actually going to move on to our interview with real life always 
Uh, it was great having him on. We talked a lot about marketing. We talked a lot about his song coming out, his new mm-hmm. single, um, and a lot about mixing. And I thought it was really, really great. Uh, this interview is brought to you by Sense Memory. Uh, so Sense Memory is a uh, it's a candle business. So after COVID nineteen shut down the theater industry, uh, Caitlin Crawl, who we just talked about in the episode. Uh, turned her artistic energy into creating her small business, Sense Memory. Sense Memory is the crossroads of clean-burning, homemade, natural-scented soy candles and hand-curated playlists. It's just fucking awesome. Sense Memory has over 10 candle variations featuring titles like This Is What I Imagine Harry Styles Smells Like, Cozy As Shit, and The Candelorian. Now, I got the iHeart Nick Miller one, right? And she just came out with a new line of New Girl ones. So there's there's four new candles that are new girl themed. And one of them I think is called Prank Sinatra, which is Winston. And it's just oh, that's great. so funny. Schmidt, so it smells like shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. That's good. She should write that down. <laughs> no, I I they are really good though. I I They're love amazing. New Girl. I think that's so smart to do characters yeah. and stuff. I mean, I think New Girl is like one of the most rewatchable and like bingeable shows. Um mm. and so like every candle comes with a playlist. Uh, and a portion of each purchase is directly donated to an arts organization or theater every month. You can find more information on Instagram at sense.memory, TikTok at sensememory by Kay Crawl, or purchase your own candle at caitlincrawl.com slash sensememory. Thank you for shopping small. All right, let's send it right over to Real Life Always. All right, everyone. Today we have Real Life Always on. Uh, we're here to talk about some of your music, some of your videos that you've been posting on TikTok. That's kind of how I found you. Um, I have this weird thing. I feel like you're in my head all the time because every time I have a question, I, I find myself going to your TikTok page now more than I go to like YouTube or Google. I, and I feel like that's the best compliment I could give a producer that's right huge. now. Because yeah, I mean, awesome. everything that you post, I'm like, oh, I definitely needed to know that. And I think it's, I first saw you when you posted about like how to make your MIDI play in the middle of the actual note. And it's not uh-huh. when it's not starting at the beginning. And I was like, you just saved my life. Like, yeah, I that's a game like, changer. It is. It was a total game changer. What made you start doing those videos? Um, so what made me start actually is that I worked at a digital marketing uh, slash PR firm up until December. Um, and with COVID and everything, I just wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really feeling it anymore. Um, and obviously, I've had a passion for music for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually quit my nine to five job in December to, okay. to just go on, on music full time. Um, you know, not really, uh, realizing, uh, actually, I, I realized that I wasn't really making like a livable earning from music yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had some, some, you know, some, some, some money set aside, uh, to kind of go out and, and I had like six or eight months of expenses. Um, and I was just like, you know, I just wanted to go all in. So I figured what better way to, to at least supplement that than to just start, you know, using what I know and, and what I've learned over the past five or so years of making music um, and just start making TikToks and trying to build up a community there um, and just using that as, as another way to kind of have an outlet and then hopefully, you know, grow that into something that was able to uh, firstly, you know, ha- help people learn. But secondly, um, you know, build that community and, and then try to try to bring in some revenue streams from there. Um, but but I'm really happy that how it's kind of taken off and, and that I'm able to help uh, so many people with mixing. Because I know me, when I first started mixing, I didn't know what I was talking about yeah, um, yeah. or doing. It, it's a very, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of levels to it, you know? So, oh, yeah. so yeah. I was, I was happy to be able to, to, to start helping people and it's kind of just blossomed from there. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you're, you're still growing and I feel like, have you taken 
a bunch of, so you said you worked at a PR marketing firm. Have you taken mm-hmm. a lot of that knowledge that you had from that and implemented that into your videos? Uh, you know what? Certainly some. Um, I was very interested in like digital marketing throughout college. Um, you know, I did like the drop shipping thing for a while, okay. uh, like the Shopify stuff and kind of yeah. like, you know, social ads and things like that. And I've kind of learned a little bit through doing social ads through uh, by myself, through the music and everything. Um, but there's definitely some things that I kind of taken away um, from that, from my past job uh, to kind of put into those things. You know, you really got to catch people quick. I uh, really got to hook yeah. people within that first, you know, one or two or three seconds. Otherwise, you know, you, we do it ourselves. Or at least I know I do. You know, I'm yeah. on TikTok and something doesn't interest me in like a second. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm scrolling, yeah, scrolling. scrolling. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I guess I have, yeah, taken a few things. On the, on the topic of like the catching someone in the first part of your video, you always have like a dad joke prepared. Yeah, like you're yeah. always, you're always ready to go with the most cheesy joke. And I love it. It catches me every time. Like it's so good. Yeah. What, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, I, thanks. We were actually, it was funny. Lucas and I were talking. We were like, you know what we should have done? We should have done like a dad joke off. Cause Lucas has some really good dad jokes. Oh man. I, wish, I have some I, bad ones. We like, should have set always it up. Cringe at me. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, we're, sure you you're just like, like, is that the thing that you plan to keep using as like your intro to just reel people in or yeah, you know what? It's um I, I think the first one that really blew up was I did a video um on like stacking vocals. Okay. Yeah. And um and I and I just, you know, I was just kind of create like get a little fun and you know, energetic and things. Um and I told people that like, you know, you want to sound like Charlie Puth, but you end up sounding like a dying cat because yeah. you don't know how to mix your vocals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do and, and it seems to do really well, you know. And I like to think I'm a funny guy, just you know, kind of uh, every day. And and I'm super sarcastic with everything that I that I do. You know, you can't really take a lot of what I say um seriously mm-hmm. outside of music. Um <laughs> so so yeah, so it, it's definitely been working and and you know, I like people, I like being able to uh have let people have fun when they're learning mixing because a lot of it yeah. is very like technical and just kind of, you know, brain deadening stuff when you're trying to learn it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I know I've seen from, you know, a lot of whatever like mix sessions that you see on YouTube or anything like that. It, it's very, a, a lot of it is very dry stuff. Just yeah. like, you know, okay, your compressor does this, whatever, all your plugins do this and this and this. And it's very like, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I try to add a little bit of energy and, you know, yeah, bad jokes. That's so I'm glad you guys you. appreciate it. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I always, find myself checking your page first because lots of times I'm like, I don't want to sit through an 11 minute tutorial when like I, I have an idea already of what I'm supposed to do. Right. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of like this, what here, like 60 seconds, this is what you should be doing. And then figure yeah. it out yourself. Cause you're always like, there's different ways you can do it, but this is how I do it. And I just think that's super helpful. And the other thing I love about it is like, like you said, those tutorials can get dry. It's like almost like a math class. Like yeah. you're sitting mm-hmm. there and like, like when am I ever going to use this? Like how does this apply to the real world? But then you come out and you're like, oh, you want to sound like this or you you want like this specific example of that people actually use and want to yeah. sound like. And then you're like, here's how you do it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's another thing that, I, that I've noticed in a lot of the comments is that people, you know, they'll say like, you know, I, I just watched like a 20 minute YouTube video on this and I still had no idea how to do it. And somehow you did this in 60 seconds. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if it's just a knack or what. But yeah, I, I try to make it fun and make it very simple. Um because I, th- I think a lot of it is is kind of intimidating, you know, when you're trying to learn about mixing and you see these professional mix engineers and they're talking about all these things and you're like, well, you know, it, it, it's just a little intimidating, I think. At least that's how I felt when I was kind of first going through it. So I yeah. try to make it very accessible and very fun to learn um, because, you know, w- when you do get it, it is a lot of fun to be able to mix your own songs and, and really yeah. get those exact sounds you're going for. So So that's my goal with it. Yeah, I think that it's really smart the way that you do it too, because it's 
you take your page and you you make your TikToks about other people. You're like, this is like to help you mix. Mm-hmm. And then the minute you're like, hey, I'm releasing some songs, you already have all these people that are watching you for that stuff. So it's definitely, right. you know, you have that mm-hmm. background for you. Um, exactly. Which I guess kind of leads us into the next topic. So you have a new song coming out uh, on March 26th. I do. Uh, it's called Never Done, correct? Yep, that's it. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what we should be expecting as listeners for this song um, comparatively to your other singles that you've released or stuff that you've posted on TikTok and Instagram? Sure. Yeah. Um, so what, what, one of the things that I've been doing um, since I've quit my nine to five has been working on a lot of music. Um, obviously, I have a lot more time than I did before to be doing that. So this is kind of the first look at that. And one of the things I really like about my music is that, um, I, and I think it comes from the big wide range of influences I have is that, you know, one song of mine, and another can sound completely different Yeah. in terms of like, kind of just like the sonic range of it. Um, you know, I, I've been known to do a lot of kind of like smoother R and B stuff. Um, and then also more in like the harder, like kind of darker hip hop side of things more yeah. towards like, you know, like, like the, the weekends, darker stuff and things like that. Um, so never done is certainly more on that darker side of the spectrum um and and it really it's just because i think i've had so much time to introspect um and and work on music in these past uh what is it, i guess two two or two and a half months now um and a lot of that stuff you know along with things that were going on in life and everything is just always pulling from inspirations from life but this is certainly a, on the darker side of that um you know it's much faster paced um and and it was one of the first songs that I made after I had I'd quit my nine to five job, mm-hmm. um, and and it was really inspiring because um, I, I go through these these creative like cycles every every six or eight months where yeah. uh, you know I can't make any music and this this hit me especially hard during during the quarantine of COVID is that I I just didn't make any music for like two or three months. Um, it was kind of crazy. It was the longest I'd gone without making music for quite a while. Um, and I always think I was like, man, like maybe, maybe I've run out of creativity. Um, and and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, without fail, at least so far, you know, knock on wood, uh, I'll make that one song eventually. And I'm like, okay, I still got it. You know, like I'm still going. So that, that was basically what never done was. That that one oh, was the new. Awesome. I still got. It. I don't yeah. think I've ever related to something that someone has said more than what you said. <laughs> because yeah. like you're so right. Because uh, you'll go through times where you're like, man, I just don't feel like I can even write a good song anymore. And then you just sit down one day and you're like, yeah. oh, that's good. Like that's yeah. really good. For and sure. I can totally hear that in this song. Um, and it's funny that you were mentioning your different influences when I was listening to it. It kind of sounded like a weekend style beat with mm-hmm. like uh, post Malone style vocals on top, like with the melody, the specific melody you were doing. Um, was that were those possibly two of the yeah that's pretty dead on yeah that's pretty dead on um the weekend i'm definitely a big weekend stan gotcha. uh, i think that man is a genius were you a fan uh, of the super bowl show halftime show did you like that you know or? i i really liked it i saw that there were a lot of haters online was a lot about haters. Uh, the super bowl show but um you know there's only so much and i and i think a lot of that is this is kind of getting off on a tangent but i think a lot of that is um what, when, when people aren't musicians or when people haven't played live shows, they don't realize that there's only so much that the, that the performer can do. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it is on like the sound, you know, tech guys and like the sound team and making sure that that stuff is worked out. Um, but I thought the actual performance and like the, the environment and the atmosphere, I thought it was all awesome. Mm-hmm. And I saw like a lot of like older people talking about like, why did all the dancers have jock straps on their heads? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're not, they're not jock straps. Yeah. But, um, it's hard. But I, I liked it. You're performing to the whole world. 
and the whole world doesn't listen to your music. So mm, like, it's right. not like one of your concerts where people are paying to go see you. You know, it's completely different. It's more difficult. You're not going to please everybody. But I, mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job. I love the weekend. Like, mm, yeah, song. especially yeah, I, I, I love the weekend now more honestly because I'm I'm like a big Michael Jackson fan, and his stuff now is mm-hmm. so much like '80s pop. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. I love. Yeah, it is. It's actually uh, it's it's pretty crazy how similar the weekend and Michael Jackson sound on on some of their songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think the first big one, like it was super noticeable, was um, when he uh, on uh, what is it called? Feel it coming with Daft Punk. Yeah, I yeah. feel it coming. Like those runs he does are almost like identical to Michael Jackson stuff. Um, and that made me like kind of dive in. I was you know I was a little bit of a Michael Jackson fan um, before, but but that really made me dive into Michael Jackson's discography and and to see the kind of influence coming through in that um, is really crazy. But yeah, back to the back to the question. Yeah, The Weeknd and Post Malone are certainly two big influences. I I, I enjoy both their music a lot. Awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. so like more on I guess for the vocals. So it is you singing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were you? Have you always been like a vocalist, or did you like have to? Did you feel yourself as just a producer originally, or like what were you? Was this the plan all along to do this completely by yourself, or? Um, so I actually started out as a singer. I've I've, I've sang since I was like a little kid, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah. My dad would always sing around the house, um, and he sang more like like my dad was a big fan of like country, so I kind of okay. have drifted from that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've sang for a long time, you know, in, in chorus and stuff as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I originally started as just singing over like like YouTube beats, right? Kind of, yeah. you know, I feel like it's mm-hmm. kind of the, the general um, starting point for a lot of people. Um, but but at that point, you know, I, I started releasing original music when I was a sophomore in college. Not too far removed. I think it's like, what, four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, I, you know, I, I've always been in the mindset where like, if I can do something myself, I'm going to do it. Like, especially yeah. if I, if the other option is paying somebody to do something, if I can do it myself, especially when I was a broke college kid, yeah. I was yeah. like, you know what, if I can learn to produce and I can learn to mix and, and Russ was really getting big at that time too. Okay. So that was, so that was, you know, kind of like a, a, a parallel, but yeah. I was like, you know, why wouldn't I learn to, to just produce my own stuff and mix my own stuff, especially because when it comes to music, I'm very much of a perfectionist. Okay. Um, and a lot of other things, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, if it's done, it's done. But w- w- with music, I'm very much a perfectionist and I have very specific sounds yeah. and, and, you know, kind of ideas that I have in my head um, and, and other producers and other, you know, mixes. They were good, but but they weren't exactly what I wanted, you know. So um, so that's kind of where I, I I learned to mix and, pr- and and produce. And of course, it sucked for like the first whatever year or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just a lot of practice and, and and yeah. So I basically do almost everything myself now. Uh, I have a mastering engineer that I that I uh, have known for a long time that will do some mastering stuff. But other than that, it's it's been all me. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I I struggle with that as well with like producing my own stuff like I feel like there gets to be a point where I I hit a wall and I'm like I just feel like I don't know what to do next do you find yourself ever doing that where you bring your song to another person or is it usually just all you for sure no there's definitely times where I where I ask for feedback um my my good friend who I've I've, I grew up with um got me into making original music you know I'd always sang like I said and done you know I was singing popular songs and stuff but he um he went to school for recording arts um, and he's like a legitimate mix engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really got me into, he, he taught me the ropes of logic and kind of just taught me the, taught me the ropes of things. Um, so he is definitely, um, someone I, I, I collaborate with kind of like behind the scenes a lot and, and on songs as well, but I, I'll definitely go to him with mixes, um, and ask him, you know, his, his, um, 
opinion on them, as well as my mastering engineer, who I've also known for a long time. Um, so those are my two kind of like confidants, I guess, um, yeah. when, when it comes to feedback. But yeah, it, it's definitely a tight circle. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, I'll get some other people involved, but um, there's only a few people's opinions I really trust, I guess, is what it comes down to. Yeah. So, that so makes yeah. Sense. I feel like mm-hmm. that's how most, most individuals are as people. Like there's usually just like, yeah, all right, true. there's a few people that I go to when I have a problem or, you know, if I want them to give their opinion on something, I feel like that's the go-to. Uh, and so like how, when you're mixing your own vocals, right? So mm-hmm. this is always something that I find interesting to hear from people that mix their own stuff. Is it, harder for you to mix your own vocals than say to mix another person's vocals do you find it harder to get that right sound because you're hearing yourself through like almost a different lens when you're hearing it back played to you um yeah you know that's a good question i i think just because i've done it so much it's it's easier to to do my own vocals um to like 95 percent done you know and then maybe that like last five percent because on each individual song, you know, I, w- I want them to mix just slightly different. Um, so I, I would probably say my vocals are are easier to mix and like harder to to master, and not in the, like the master in you know song sense, but harder to master like perfect them, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, like with other people, you know, if I get a, if I get a mix in, um, it is really fun working on new vocals yeah. because you can kind of experiment and stuff. Um, but, but uh, I can kind of get it to a spot where I'm like, okay, I'm happy with this. And if they're happy with it, then, you know, then I'm happy with it. Um, but with myself, you know, I'm never happy with it. (laughs) So, so, you know, it takes, it takes a little bit longer, but yeah, I think just from experience, it's probably a little easier to, to get the ball rolling and get most of the way done with my own. Nice. And so like with, uh, with never done that's coming out, are you, how long has this like been in the works, by the way? I think you touched on it a little bit. How long has this been? Have you been working on this song specifically? Um, the this song, I, I I think I oh let's see, I probably produced it in like December, towards the end of December, um, and then recorded and mixed it all. And I just got the I just excuse me, um, I just finished the mix up and the master probably probably a week or week and a half ago. Okay. Um, so fairly new on that. Yeah, right. I think it probably started in December, which is actually one of the quicker songs. Um, like the last uh, yeah, the last song I put out. Uh, for now, mm-hmm. which was much more like on the pop side and, and like on the house side, which was a different yeah, vibe for me. Definitely. Um, I had that just sitting in my Dropbox for like a year. Okay. Um, and, and just didn't, you know, just what was waiting for the time to put it out. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a range. So so never done was probably one of the quicker ones in about two or three months. Yeah. Now was that like right after you quit your job? Like was it the was it the song came and you're like I can do this, or was it like a job and then you're like I have to do this? Uh, you know, I wish it was a former. That would have been awesome. Not, I feel like I'd have been baller. Like, I make a song. And I'm like, all right, I'm quitting my. <laughs> yeah. job. Um, but no, it, it was. Yeah, it was more. Uh, I quit my job, and I had a lot of time to create, and and that's what came out of it. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Was there a moment where you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just fucking go for it? Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> I feel like there were a lot of moments like that. <laughs> and then, and then the final one was when I actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, music is certainly my passion. Um, you know, and, and, and I needed to, I, how I felt is that, um, I really needed to solidify it as my plan a rather than, um, you know, doing it on the side, uh, because I, I found that I work a little bit better, um, kind of under pressure when, when things need to get done. 
Um, and I felt that just me as a person, if I did have that nine to five job, uh, I would I would keep leaning on it if if I if I had to or you know right. if I didn't make that 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 move to really do music full time. So for me, I felt like it was just needed to really uh, take it to the next level. Um, and so far, I, f- I feel like it, it has really done that. So I've, I've, I'm, I certainly have no regrets. I'm very happy that I made that decision. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. Like, I have so much respect for that, like, decision. I would love yeah. to just, nice. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> maybe one day I'd, yeah. I'd, when I finish all of your TikTok videos. I'll keep putting them out just for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want you to know that my career rides on you. Uh, so yeah, got it. That's right here. Right here. <laughs> uh so do you feel like singles like so uh, you've only released singles right you haven't released an ep or an album um so i actually i I did release an album under a different name um and so so for a while um i just went strictly by rla Mm uh which is what real life well that's it stood for real life always Mm -hmm. um and i was just going by that for a while and i did put out an album um called verite which um Please don't look it up. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I had I had songs on there. And then for Real Life Always, I decided, you know, I wanted a fresh slate. And then what I did in 2019 is that I had realized that people, if you don't have a fan base, I should say, people aren't really going to listen to albums. Um, mm. Unfortunately, it's just kind of the way that, that uh, society's attention span is going now. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I did, what I did was I did uh, an album, but I did in three different installments. And so there were three installments of three songs each. The first one was called Real, the second one was called Life, and the third one was called Always. Okay. And that, and oh, yeah. so I put out one single for each of those. So for Real, I put out a single called Human. Um, for Life, it was Hard for Me. And then for Always, it was Sacrifice, which is my biggest song to date. Um, so that one was really cool. But so, and I tried to just kind of piece it up like that because those attention spans are so, yeah. so, you know, short nowadays. No, that's really smart. I think, didn't Kevin Abstract do something similar recently? I think with with his album, um, um, maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I love the I love the format. I think that that's so smart. Thanks. Um, and sacrifice uh, is that's your biggest song, right? You said correct. Yeah, almost yeah. at two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that has to feel coming good. up on it. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really cool. Well, it, it was quite an interesting journey with uh, once the name change. Um, it was really cool because the first song I ever put out under Real Life Always. Um, human got editorial placement on Spotify yeah and that was super sick um it was some like it, so it was, cool. I think it was some Norwegian playlist um but it was called laidback beats and it had like 50,000 followers and you should have seen me when I saw it got on there I was you know like freaking out yeah um I probably haven't ever like yelled so loud in my life <laughs> uh, but so that was really cool and then I that really you know gave me a lot of inspiration and fed me a lot of energy um, since then, haven't cracked the editorial code again yet. Hopefully, uh, with this, with these upcoming songs that are coming out, you know, that changes. But, um, yeah. after that, it had just been, uh, largely algorithmic, um, and third-party playlists that, that drove that growth. So yeah, I, I was definitely very happy with that. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see that come up on 200,000 and, and hit that hopefully soon here. Yeah. It's so cool. like, are your other songs growing as well? Like, are they continuing to just keep going up or yeah it's really cool to um to see that like how many like if you go into your spotify for artists you can see how many saves um that have happened over like the past month or so or you know whatever time frame um and it's cool to see that even older songs like human 
and you know other songs that I put out are still getting like a decent amount of saves every month, you know, because yeah. it's not like I'm doing any promotion for those anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just that organic growth, and and I feel like that to me is a metric of the organic fan base growing and like you know sustaining. So so that's exciting to see when 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 things aren't on playlists and when you're not actively promoting things and they're still getting plays and saves. That yeah. that's really cool to see. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything better than seeing that. Like, cause you know, I feel like there's a point, all right, you get on some playlists and it, once you get on them, you might have a lot of people that listen to the playlist. There might be only a few that listen to the playlist, but once you actually get them to be engaged fans with you, like that's huge. How have you like started to, you know, keep fans engaged with you um, while you've been creating music? Yeah, do you have any secret singles? marketing tips? Yeah. From, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> job? I, I guess just, um, you know, really, especially as a small musician, just try to engage with as many fans as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you see these people that that get these compliments um, and comments and things on Instagram or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of artists, and I certainly fell victim to this too at one point, like you're like too cool to like respond to comments and yeah. things like that. Yep. It's like, you know, you're probably losing fans that way. And just, you know, you're really not creating those relationships um, and, 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 you know, those, those lines of communication with your fans. I think if, if, if anything that I really took away from, from the marketing job is that, um, more than, more than your music and, and more than, you know, you as a person, obviously those things are important, but fans want to know your story and, and they want to have, you know, you need to have powerful storytelling techniques, um, and they want to be a part of that story. They don't just want to be mm. readers of that story or viewers of that story. They want to be a part of that story. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're really able to engage with those fans and just have conversations with them and just treat them, you know, like, like they are, they're, they, you know, they're, they're other, they're people on the other side of that screen or whatever it is. And just, just like you would, if somebody came up to you in, in real life and said, Hey, you know, I'm a fan of your music, you know, you're not just going to not respond yeah, to someone yeah. just like turn around. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, you just got to have those open lines of dialogue. And, and I especially think that's really how you create those super fans or those people that are consistently mm-hmm. listening, consistently buying merch, consistently supporting you. Um, yeah. It's really just those open lines of communication and letting them be a part of the story rather than just viewers. Yeah. Yeah. You're always posting like stuff in your captions where you're like, uh, I, I don't know, like one of them was like, oh, like excited to like do this with you or like you uh, you guys. But my favorite one that I, I picked out was, mm-hmm. um, and this aged like milk a little bit. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, I can't wait to experience 2020 with all of you. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess like, that one did age a little bit, yeah. Uh, which I relate to because at my new at my New Year's party, very drunkenly, I stood up and like, 2020's year Lucas. So it's gonna be <laughs> me, something I, I regret horribly now. But uh, yeah. But you said with you, like you know, you're referencing everybody. And that's smart. Uh, that's yeah. No, definitely. And and you know, I it's because I, I do. You know, it's uh. I definitely, I want to experience, you know, I wish we could have experienced yeah, 2020 yeah. together, <laughs> you know, hopefully fingers crossed 2021 comes out a little, uh, a little mm-hmm. more unscathed. Um, but yeah, I, that's absolutely right. You know, these people are, um, are, are, are the lifeblood of it. You know, if you don't have fans, you know, you can make music for yourself and that's fine. That's cool. You know, do yeah. it as a hobby if you enjoy doing that. But if you really want to, you know, build a fan base and, and build a community, then, you know, you can't have a community without other people. So yeah, it really is all about, all about the fans and the listeners. How did you break that kind of, I know there's this like wall that most musicians or 
any, anyone that's trying to get recognition for whatever it is they're doing, break that wall between friends and fans. How did mm. you find a way to kind of, because when you're starting out, the people that follow you are just people that know you mm-hmm. and the family, friends or whatever. How did you kind of break into that to get people to follow you for your music because they enjoy it, not just because they know you? Uh, you know, I think the internet has really helped that out. Um, because as you said, you know, the, the traditional way for at least independent artists that didn't have major label backing, um, as you know, you, you, your first, your family and friends, you know, they would listen to your music and then you would do local shows at whatever bars or venues or anything. And then you would try to build up a fan base that way from, from your town. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that already restricted itself because if you live in the, in the middle of nowhere, relatively, it's, it's hard to, to find people that listen to your genre of music and then venues can actually fill out and things like that. Um, so with social media and with the internet, I, I think that, well, well, that has really been how I've leveraged it is, is, um, you know, social media advertising, um, it's trying to get on these algorithmic playlists like discover weekly, mm-hmm. um, and, and really just, you know, those kind of people or, or those kind of fans from, from, you know, it doesn't matter where they are. Um, you know, it's not like, at least I don't think maybe a, a slight concentration in Pittsburgh because that's where I'm from, mm-hmm. um, uh, of fans. But other than that, I mean, like, I think my most listened to city for a long time has been like Sao Paulo, Brazil, oh, wow. which is like, you know, so, it, you know, obviously I have no real connection to Sao Paulo, <laughs> yeah. um, but that's, that's just awesome. where it happened and, and they connected with that. Um, and, yeah, I and, saw you know, something on Spotify that was like new, uh, Mexico city, like mm-hmm. 14, 14 monthly listeners in Mexico city. Yeah, it's very, it's very, yeah, thanks. It's very, um, I guess, sporadic, you'd call it, you know, a a lot of times you see that like Chicago, LA, New York, Boston, Austin kind of thing on those like monthly listeners on Spotify with these large concentrations. Um, But for me, I found that it's very sporadic. It's it's more of like a kind of a world audience, I guess, Um, which is cool. You know, it's it's cool to know that that people in like Belgium or whatever are like rocking out (laughs) to some real life always, you know? So, uh, or like, I think I got like radio playing like Austria last sometime last year. Um, So, so really it's just, thanks. It's it's just been a leverage of the internet really. And just, Mm. just picking up fans wherever, wherever you can through the internet. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you're just, you're still growing and I, I think that you will still continue to grow and, we're running out of time here. So thank you so much for coming on and make yeah, sure, sure everyone prepare for March 26th, never done real life. Always new single. Um, is there going to be like a video or something or is that, can we not talk about that yet? Uh, you know, there's some, there, there's some <laughs> things in the works. There's some things in the works. You know, I won't reveal everything yet. Maybe, uh, you know, but, but I, we will see how it unfolds. I can tell okay. you that. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, sounds good. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, best you. of luck to you with all of this. I can't wait for the song to officially come out. I'll have it on repeat. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks so much, guys. It's been really fun. All right. Absolutely. We'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. Sounds good. Yeah.